because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. Wait a minute, I tell you. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to the David Pollock Show. Welcome, welcome to another exciting David Pollock show. Boy, do we have another exciting show for you tonight. I got a great, great guest lineup. We have Real Politically Savvy. Uh, she is a fantastic uh, Twitter influencer, and she's coming on to talk about Turning Point USA. We also have coming up uh, Mercedes Schlapp, a frequent guest on our show, and we love having her. We're going to be talking about whether or not Gavin Newsom's running, the other Republicans in the race, the other Democrats that might be getting in the uh, presidential race. So we got a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. Um, first, I have to tell you, we were at a Turning Point USA. We're going to be talking about this uh, for the whole first half of the show, but um, it was an exciting weekend. Uh, there was so many great speakers, so much energy and excitement, and I'll get into that in a second. But I have to tell you uh, about an injury. I've suffered an injury on my thumb. Gabriel, did you know this? Yes, I think I complained about it. I was in the gym today, and I smashed it between a 60-pound kettlebell and a bench. And anyway, it hurts really bad. It, it could be broken. But it didn't stop me from preparing for this show today and coming in here and making it the best show ever. So I just want to know you to know how much I love my audience, that I'm in here with a possibly broken thumb. So, you know, keep that in mind when we nominate people for the toughest radio host of the year. As always, the number to call in, 407-774-8255. If you want to talk about any of the great things we're going to be talking about today, call in, make your voice heard, and we'll see if we can get you on the show. So without delay, the real politically savvy, welcome to the David Pollock Show. Oh, my goodness. Hey, David. I'm so sorry to hear about your son. I Man, know. You're, you're quite the the trooper i'm, I'm tough just, you really are i just <laughs> i don't know how you're doing it i really don't you know sometimes you have to dig deep especially yeah. when it's a cause like freedom uh and america's on the line even with with a possibly broken thumb maybe just a sprain it hurts and i'm here anyway so that's what fighting for freedom looks like <laughs> yeah okay yep i'm in <laughs> anyway cool. All right, enough being goofy. Um, I was very, very excited to see you at the uh, Turning Point USA conference this weekend. Uh, what a cool experience. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of things that went on. And um, I, I'm excited to have you on the show because you have a fantastic voice on Twitter. Um, you talk to a lot of people. You're a big Trump advocate. And, um, you know, what Turning Point USA really was is, and it's like CPAC as well. We're going to be talking about uh, with Miss Mercedes Schlapp later, if if I'm able to make it. You know, this injury is always going to be. I, I may not. Maybe touch and go. Yeah, you might have to take over. But if I make it to the second half of the show, we're going to be talking to Mercedes Schlapp about um, CPAC 2. 
we're going to talk about CPAC, um, but we're also going to talk about um, all the Democrat candidates and everything. But both, if you've ever been to a CPAC and in with Turning Point USA, to get around an environment, because in the world that we live in, uh, it's difficult for us to talk politics with people because uh, it can end relationships. It could end profession. It could end uh, your children's friends' relationships. It's not safe to be a conservative in today's America without being labeled a domestic terrorist or a racist or all these other horrible things just because you have an opinion that's different from the left-wing mainstream. So when you go to a conference like Turning Point USA and you're surrounded by great conservative, real patriots, leaders in this country who who think similarly than you do. And I won't say think the same because what conservatives do, we all think for ourselves. Isn't that amazing? But being around like-minded people, it's such a cool experience. What was your experience um, with Turning Point USA? Oh, my goodness. Well, let me, do you mind if I clarify something? Because I was saying the same thing and I was corrected. So I want to put this out there. Is this, it wasn't actually TPUSA, it was TP Action. So um, TPUSA is a 501c3, so they can't do any really political campaigning um, or affiliate with any candidate, but TP Action is a 501c4, so they can. And TPUSA is more for younger conservative kids, and this is actually put on by TP Action. So I want to make sure that we're putting that out there. Um, because I spoke to them today because I was saying the same thing and they're like, no, it's actually this. And I was like, oh, shoot, okay. Um, but with that being said, it, the energy was incredible. I mean, people, I mean, the lines were hours long and yet they're still waiting in line. They're still smiling. They can't wait to be in the same airspace as President Trump. I mean, he, he commanded, uh, you know, commanded with his speech. It was incredible. But just with the other, you know, really large voices in the party, you know, your Jack Kosovic, your Tucker Carlson, Scott Pressler, Charlie Kirk. I mean, you can go on and on. The list was just, you know, Lauren Boebert. Um, yeah. It just, just to see the young conservatives there and they're excited. And this is something so important. And my main reason to go was to encourage these young conservative voters. Um, A lot of people write off your Gen Zers for some reason or another, but this age group, they are so hungry to prove themselves. They are so hungry to get in this fight to save our country, to save our culture. And they wanted nothing more than to immerse themselves and to learn everything that they possibly could, whether it was from voter registration, voter education, how to, you know, activate people in their communities and their age groups, how to address, you know, certain talking points or policy points or candidates. Um, and it was just, it was palpable in there. You, you saw, you, you saw for those few days that we were there, the reason why some of us, you know, who are a little bit older are fighting so hard for this country. And it's for those kids, you know, and then when they have kids and then those kids, I mean, it was just, it was incredible. And there was no bad part of this weekend. I mean, I was moved to tears in the airport just thinking about 
you know, the experiences that we all had. And, um, yeah, it was just incredible. You know, and that was one of the things I, I commented. Um, he, uh, the, the, the youth movement there. And this is something, I forget who I was talking about. It may have been somebody at Epic. Um, we were talking about all the young people there, and that's what's so cool about what Turning Point does, whether it's USA or Turning Point Action, but the organization as a whole. And yeah, I've been tagging at Turning Point USA all weekend. And me too. I wish, <laughs> I wish I wouldn't know. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but that's what's so cool about what they do is they're target, not targeting youth, but I mean, they're, they're, they, they want to include young people in the movement because for so long the democrats were so good at capturing the youth and yeah. as a and as a result we were kind of losing you know where you have these kids going in these in liberal indoctrination camps aka public school and then they go out into college and they're indoctrinated further and then they go out into the voting world and it's really hard to get them back once they've been convinced that anything conservative is evil and racist and right. what's awesome about turning point and you're and you see this at at CPAC too, but Turning Point definitely has a lot more younger people. Is mm -hmm. these are young, motivated people who are becoming politically active very early, and it's an opportunity for them to see both sides of the political spectrum. I remember when I was in high school, and this was right around the time I was getting ready to register to vote, and I didn't know whether I should register as a Democrat or Republican. We didn't really talk about political parties. My funny enough, um, my whole life I always argued politics with my my liberal family, I just didn't realize that I was taking the conservative position. I just fundamentally disagreed with them. So I mm -hmm. would just argue with them, you know, at family events, about things that just made sense to me that weren't practical that they were saying. It didn't realize I was conservative. But when I went to go register to vote, uh, I, it was like, my, I went to go, I asked my dad, he said, dad, am I a Democrat or a Republican? And he almost fell out of his chair. He was a Republican. But he was like, what do you mean you're, you can't be a Democrat? And he went through the entire Democrat platform. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm definitely not a Democrat. And I registered a Republican and I've been a Republican ever since. Um, mm -hmm. In a minute, I do want to talk about the Republican Party because I have some interesting polls from the event. But um, yeah. but from that point forward, I was like, OK, I'm a Republican. And I found a party who mostly reflected my conservative values. And now we have an organization with Turning Point that's able to show people, uh, you know, what it is to be a conservative, what it is to be a Republican without them having to be confused because every kid is pretty much told they're a Democrat. If you see the way the kids are given like exams in school when they do civics, are you Democrat or Republican? It's so slanted. So what a great opportunity. What a great organization um, out there educating and 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 training people to really get out there and do what's necessary to save America. Was that your experience? Absolutely, it was. I couldn't agree more. And the. <laughs> you know, the uh, the consensus from a lot of people is that the conservative party is just old white dudes, right? Yeah. Well, that couldn't be further from the truth. Because if you look at that crowd of 9,000 people packed into this conference room, hall, whatever. Yeah. You get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was every single... Color represented walk of life, religion, and it it was just like minded Americans. Period, yeah. and that's what I've said so many times that the conservative party we are woven together in the most beautiful quilt yeah. with thread from every walk of life, from every income level, from every color skin, and it just comes together to form just the most beautiful group of people. 
um, that are truly just wanting to conserve the American culture and the values and the pillars that our nation was founded on. Um, and they're not interested in what's popular or what's trending at the moment, because that is a fad. Yeah. And they just want to preserve America as, as she is. Now I want to. So that was my take. Oh, absolutely. And I want to take a quick break. Um, but when we come back, can you stick around because I want to talk about some specific absolutely. moments of Turning Point USA. So we're going to take a quick, quick break. Um, we have some callers on the line. Maybe we'll go to call savvy if you feel like it. And I'd love uh, to. yeah, we'll do it. And then uh, we'll talk about some specific moments because there were some great moments at the conference that I want to talk about. So guys, don't go anywhere. We're going to go to a quick break, and we will be right back on the David Pollock Show. In today's economic environment, it's never been more important to secure your hard-earned wealth for you and your family's future. FinSec Life works to offer industry-leading customer service to help successful individuals and businesses protect their wealth. Whether it's a business succession plan, estate liquidity, or a variety of life and long-term care policies, FinSec Life can help deliver peace of mind, knowing that if something happens, you or your company is taken care of. Visit FinSecLife.com. That's F-I-N-S-E-C Life.com. Securities offered through Valmark Security, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Valmark Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. FinSec Life is a separate entity from Valmark Securities, Inc. and Valmark Advisors, Inc. Now it's time for your Mortgage Minute, brought to you by the Joe Onofre Mortgage Team. Joe Onofre here. I know rates aren't as low as we want them to be, but they have fallen for about three weeks in a row based on what I have personally locked. The average 30-year mortgage was 6.3% at the end of March, down from about 6.4% the week before. While we're nowhere close to the 4.7% available a year ago, it seems for now rates are leveling out mainly due to falling inflation, finally. So what does this mean for you? Yeah, rates still kind of suck, but if you've been on the sidelines, it might be a good time to jump on some great opportunities before the spring buying season starts. The inventory crunch will only get worse as rates come down. So take advantage of the opportunity to not only secure a better price on your new dream home, but potentially seller credits to help you cover the cost of your mortgage. To chat more about this and create a personalized strategy for you, give me a ring at 407-720-8514 or find us online at LenderJoe.com. And welcome back to the David Pollock Show. We are talking about uh, the Turning Point Action Conference, not Turning Point USA, the 501c3. <laughs> uh, it was a great time. It was a lot of highlights, a lot of great moments. Um, Gabe, in a few minutes, I want to play to the opening to the Trump speech because I, I just want the listeners to hear it. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so I want to talk about some of the highlights uh, of the uh, conference and I'll tell you some of mine and I want to hear some of yours. Um, I loved hearing Tucker, by the way. Uh, there's something about his hilarious cackle when he when he and he does it. He speaks so well. I know he's, he's great on TV, but he's an excellent public speaker. If you guys haven't seen uh, Tucker speak live, I recommend you trying to find a way to do it. He just has a really um, strong control of the audience. And when he even uses laughter to convey a sense mm-hmm. of like disbelief, I, he just does it so well. I really liked hearing him speak. It was one as first time I heard him speak in public and I really enjoyed that. 
And um, so that was a, a highlight for me. And um, of course, uh, I mean, Trump, Trump is always amazing. And I want to get to his opening in a second, but I want to know from you, what was your favorite? Oh, Tim Ballard, man. Uh, yeah. We are going to be talking about um, Tim Ballard and uh, gosh, I can't, why can't I remember the name movie? Uh, freedom. Sound of Freedom. Thank you. Sound of Freedom. Uh, we're going to be talking about Sound of Freedom soon. Um, Gabe, you just saw, Gabe's my producer, Savvy. That's who I talk to in the background. Hey, Gabe. Not my voice is in my head. Gabe, you saw Sound of Freedom over the weekend, right? Hi. Yeah, I did. I did. That's all you had to say about it? Well, <laughs> well it's, no, I'm sorry. I have, I'm, I'm doing three things at the <laughs> same time. Now. No, it was, it was, it's, it's a, it's a, it's tough to watch. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a movie that everybody should, should watch because it's, it's, it's the reality, you know, and it, it hits you in the face when you see it and you realize yeah. that's really happening in the world. It's sad and, and, and everybody should see it. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I'm going to I have to see it. I've been busy, but my it's on my to do list to see. And then I definitely want to have a show about it. I'm trying to get Tim Ballard on the show. I've been connecting with his people. So hopefully I can get him for you guys. Um, but, yeah, it's something we need to talk about. It's unfortunately I don't want to get on this tangent, but on the David Pollack show, Savvy, we go down tangents and rabbit holes because I have ADD. So I'll go okay. on one topic and talk about another. But it's crazy how. um child sex trafficking is becoming political how in the yeah. world does that topic become political i guess because he speaks at a republican event or because republicans care or they're anti-child sex trafficking how does that i don't know how that becomes political like this shouldn't be a democrat republican issue unless you want to go down the path of the left seems to be wanting to groom children just for this very purpose and i don't know i guess if you're trying not to show your cards you probably shouldn't come out against a film trying to expose <laughs> child sex trafficking but yeah, that was very, very interesting, and it, and, it, and it was a highlight for a lot of people. Um, so those, yeah. that was and Scott Pressler, obviously, you know, he's a good friend, and mm -hmm. I, and, and we're going to talk about these polls in a second, the straw poll. But yeah. I don't understand how Ronda McDaniel doesn't call Scott Pressler every single day and thank him for being on this planet because he's single handedly doing what all Republicans need to be doing. And Turning Point mm -hmm. recognized that by partnering with him to create. Lots of Scott Presslers. We talked about this last week on the show. So I loved hearing him speak because you've never mm -hmm. met a more humble, approachable. There was a, he's trying to go to the bathroom. And before he can even walk into the bathroom, <laughs> like 100 people are like, Scott, Scott, Scott. And that dude is, he's sweating. He just got off a stage. He's tired. It's been a long couple of days. He stopped, shook every single person's hand, took a picture, had a conversation, just trying to go to the bathroom. That's the kind of guy he is. And uh, so he was awesome. What about you? What were some of your favorite moments from the conference? Oh, and some of well, the controversial ones, because I heard you talking today on your Twitter space. And you guys hear me talk about Twitter spaces. You got to check out Savvy's Twitter spaces because they're awesome. And um, But you, she was talking about some interesting things, too. And, I, and I'll let you go into your, your favorite moments and maybe some of the controversial ones. Okay, so my very favorite moment, I think, and I, I've said this, too. I, I, okay, Sunday morning, <laughs> you come in. Guns are blazing, man. You are just <laughs> happy. And you're like, I didn't go to bed till 4 a.m. Hey, come on only, now. <laughs> it was only like 9 o'clock. I'm like, how in the world are you doing this? Because I was just trying to, you know, muster up any energy that I had that day, knowing I had to, you know, fly home. Uh, that cracked me up. That made me. That just made me. Feel I made the highlight of, of Turning you Point. You made, you made the highlight real. Yes, wow. Absolutely, you did. Well, now, um, I'm, hold on. I'm going to have to explain this to the listeners. I was okay. up till 4 a.m. preparing for all right. of the work I was doing on behalf of the show. Uh, but not only that, I was also, I was really hungry. I, 
what, what, how, we should talk about this because we of security, because of security. I love turning point, but because of secret service, once you were in the building, you couldn't leave because there was a really long line of secret service. And I know Bill Mitchell thinks nobody was there. Um, but I was talking to security. So many people showed up more than they expected. They didn't even have enough screeners from secret service. So the line was really Ooh. long. And um, once you left, there was no coming back in unless you wanted to wait on a really long line. And it was really hot that day. So and it was hardly any food. It was like one coffee stand. And eventually opened up a concession had six thousand four hundred and seventy two people. But if Bill Mitchell was counting, it would have been four. Um, right. Now, Bill Mitchell's a friend and I'm just giving him a hard time. But um, but yeah, so there was so I couldn't eat. So I literally didn't eat the entire day. And then, mm -hmm. you know, we went out. There was some networking to do. And I met we went, you know, there was a Tucker Carlson book release that we were at. Mm -hmm. And so I was just outgoing, doing things and, you know, trying to, to advocate on behalf of the show and for the cause. And by the time I got home, I was so hungry. So I ordered Uber Eats. <laughs> And the person was delayed and they almost didn't get there to like 350. I was so hungry. I was going to stay up oh all night God. if I was not going to eat. So anyway, that's why I was up late. But the energy is because I just love being in that environment and around those people. I, I feed off of that and I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And that's why I was so mm -hmm. chipper. But boy, I was tired on my way home. But oh what God. is your other uh, highlights besides just hanging out with me? Yeah. So a couple of highlights. I, I didn't realize that Byron Donald knew who I was. <laughs> um, so that was really exciting because, you know, I get called over there. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Okay. And he know he's like, politically savvy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Byron Donald. <laughs> and then come to find out there were conversations he had uh, with a good friend of mine, Ryan, who uh, actually will be running for Congress in 14th district in florida oh wow okay. and yeah so he was having a conversation with ryan about me and wanted me to co-host a twitter space with him oh that's um, awesome what's ryan's last I name know. do you know uh i it's i have everything I'll, i will leave i don't want to put you on stuff. the spot we'll, we'll, we'll post it up later i right, keep going so byron yeah. donald's knows you byron donald's knows me yeah <laughs> i was that was exciting um and of course getting to hear the boss speak yeah, you know, and and just he, his his speech was incredible, and he was very long winded. He was feeding off of this crowd. Yeah, he was telling stories that I hadn't even heard, and he it had us all cracking up. Um, but my meet my uh, my just chance meeting with uh, with Tim Ballard that was I didn't know that was going to happen. I was walking out of the bathroom from the Tucker Carlson book signing. <laughs> yeah. Because I had, I was a little bit, well, y'all, all of y'all were like, here, Tammy, go get our book signed. Right. So y'all. Wait, I Tim was there? Yes. What? <laughs> yes. Why, why didn't you tell me Tim Ballard? I know well, Bannon was there. I know because. All of you, all of you guys that I was with were like, Gabby, you're cuter. Go get our book signed for us. And then I've, I look like a librarian walking through. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then I'm looking at all these power players in the party. And I was like, I am out of my league. And so I had to go regroup thinking, no, Savvy, you're supposed to be here. There's a reason why you're here. So I went to the bathroom. I got my, you know what, together. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Game time, game day. And I walk out, you know, and I put my head up and Tim Ballard is right in front of me and he puts his head up and kind of cocks his head a little bit. So I do the same. My eyes are welling <laughs> up with tears. His eyes start welling up with tears. And I walk up to him and I'm like, uh, oh my gosh, 
I said, well, if anyone in here deserves the title of a hero, that is you. Yeah. And he said to me, which was so beautiful, because he said, if only, you know, if he only saved one child's life, mm. this was all worth it. And of course, I'm a ball bag, right? I'm just like, oh, Tim you know, um, that was really, really exciting. Um, but getting, you know, just getting able to, or being, I'm sorry, getting able, being able to spend time, you know, with you, with Sean from Beard Vet, you yeah. know, with, with Cody, with Scott Pressler, because Scott and I are friends. And so I, of course, every time I'm around him, he knows I'm going to run my fingers through his majestic hair. He gets it. He does have nice He's, hair. Yeah. He does. <laughs> um, so getting, you know, being able to, you know, de- genuinely be with people that I call friends and that I have, uh, genuine relationships with, um, oh my gosh, I you know, Ed Henry pulling me behind, you know, behind the rope and he's like, no, you come sit right here on the couch or you come sit right here. And then having, uh, you know, political conversations with him and giving my input on certain topics or candidates um that was just really exciting but really it was it was a fantastic weekend it really was and the inner like i said the energy was just you could feel the weight of it and it was like it was almost like a kickoff party especially for our gen Zers. you know there are some of us who haven't stopped since president trump came down the escalator it's non-stop non-stop um, and sometimes we get battle fatigue and we need that shot of adrenaline. We need to, we need to be fed. And that was what this past weekend was for me. Absolutely. And yeah, that energy did carry. Um, Savvy, thank you so much for coming on You're the welcome. show. Half an hour flew by. Uh, not oh like God, Twitter spaces. Yes. We have limited radio time and I got to go to a hard break so I can uh, make my sponsors happy. And as I always say to the listeners of the Dave Pollock show, if you like hearing me on the radio if you like hearing guests like savvy you got to do business with my sponsor so make sure you hit them up if you want to keep hearing me and if you don't want to hear me hit them up anyway because they deserve it savvy thank you so much for being on the david pollock show uh we'll chat again real soon absolutely thank you guys all right guys don't go away we'll be right back and after the break we have mercedes schlapp coming on and we're going to be talking about whether or not gavin newsom's running and a bunch of other fun stuff so don't go anywhere the david pollock show will be right back Hey friends, David Pollock here. If you're craving the best soft serve ice cream around, Topper's Creamery's got you covered. Serving the Apopka community for over a decade, Topper's is known for the finest old-fashioned custard-style soft-serve ice cream in a variety of flavors, from their French vanilla bean to exciting specials like German chocolate cake. But the experience doesn't end there. Be sure to grab a fresh-baked waffle cone or a sundae topped with my favorite, the fresh-baked brownies. They even offer pup cups for your four-legged friends. So hurry in to Topper's Creamery in Apopka, South 512 Hunt Club Road. Make sure to tell them David sent you. Are you an insurance agent or property manager looking for a reliable and accurate property inspection? Floridian Property Consultant specializes in citizens' insurance packages and replacement cost appraisals. So you can get bound quickly 
easily and accurately. FPC's experienced inspectors will make sure each assessment meets all the insurance carrier standards while ensuring that you don't pay for more than you need. Work with a company that respects your time and budget as much as you do. Visit online at FloridianPropertyConsultants.com. That's FloridianPropertyConsultants.com. David Pollack here. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you're looking for more information on any of our sponsors, or perhaps you want to hear a replay of a past show, make sure to visit the davidpollockshow.com. There you'll also find our latest articles, links to our social media, and opportunities to become a sponsor yourself. So remember to visit the davidpollockshow.com. Welcome back to the David Pollock Show. Uh, we're behind the scenes excitement. Um, we were having some uh, conversation uh, with uh, Savvy, and you know what? We're gonna we're gonna hold her over, and we're gonna continue a conversation because we're having some fun things that we want to talk about. We ran out of time, but I need to go to Mercedes Schlapp first. She will be uh, calling here in just a second, so um, I wanted so Savvy, if, hang on for me for just a minute. We're gonna bring you back in because there is a lot to talk about, and I want to set up the second half real quick here. Um, so we're going to go back to turning point here in just a moment. Um, but I wanted to talk about something that it seems to be, uh, getting a lot of, um, traction. I don't know what it is. Look, I, I actually, <laughs> that's funny. I have Fox news playing on a screen in my, in my studio and I look over and I see, um, Trudeau and I was like, is that Gavin Newsom? Because that's what I wanted to talk about. So there's, there's a growing rumor that Gavin Newsom is going to be running uh, for president. And um, basically, the, the question is, you know, is he going to do it or not? It seems everybody who's paying attention, everybody who's being honest, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, or if you're just paying attention, Biden's not doing well. Uh, you know, if you saw his European tour, um, it just wasn't, you know, <laughs> you saw him being led around by the King of England, who's not a young guy himself. So when the King of England, and Savvy, you're still on, right? I'm here. Oh, okay, cool. I'm laughing. Yeah, yeah. So if if you've seen him being led around by the King of England, who's not young himself, you know we have an issue. I mean, and it, it's just getting worse. And it's and I w- it, you laugh about it, but at the same time, it's um, it's it's hard because it's like this is the president of the United States. We're at a world that's on the brink of a seemingly on the brink of war. If you listen to Marjorie Taylor Greene, she suggests that we're on the brink of World War Three. Um, and she said that at Turning Point USA. Or turning yeah. point action. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and so, you know, things are getting very serious. And yet Biden doesn't seem to really be as sharp as he used to. And look, regardless, um, you can't help but think the Democrats are paying attention to this. You know, they will do anything to keep Donald Trump from being president. And most Republicans mm-hmm. seem to want to do anything to keep Donald Trump from being president. Um, the interesting point there um, is how far do you think they'll take it before they put somebody reasonable, well, somebody that can actually win in the race? Because look, RFK Jr., look, Republicans, I think everyone I've spoken to um, love RFK Jr. Because, you know, he's he's still left. I wouldn't vote for him over a Republican. But at the same time, mm-hmm. he's not nuts, which yeah. is like, wow, that's refreshing. And then you have there's another woman. I don't even know her name. Somebody, Mar- Marianne Williamson. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really paying much attention to her but gavin newsom he gets into this race he has a legitimate chance of beating joe biden because 
uh, Joe Biden, again, he nobody really likes Joe Biden, the Democrat. He was serving a purpose. They got rid of Trump and then mm-hmm. they just had to kind of hold on because like, what do we do now? I don't know. We'll just keep things under control. And he can't even do that. Even with his cue cards and everything, Biden can't keep it under control. The war is going, you know, in, a, in the opposite mm-hmm. direction of where we want. Gavin Newsom can get into this race and very quickly can really excite a lot of Democrats. And look, I love President Trump, and I think President Trump could beat Joe Biden and will beat Joe Biden when he is the nominee. Mm-hmm. And he will be the nominee. And we'll talk about that here in a second. But against Gavin Newsom, here's my warning to you Republicans who said, oh, you know, he can't win. Um, he's young. He's charismatic. He survived the recall in California. He's from California, uh, which, you know, is a good state to be from if you want to be president. And, um, you know, if you remember when Barack Obama was elected, a lot of Republicans voted for Barack Obama thinking he would be this unifier because he was eloquent. He fooled a lot of people. I know a lot of Republicans have voted for him. And so Gavin Newsom can certainly provide a, um, you know, an alternative to people. And they could be fooled like all Democrats do really well is fooling people to think that, hey, he's a reasonable guy. He seems moderate. Savvy, how many elections? Have you seen where Democrats run on a campaign of don't worry, we're moderate. And then, of course, they win and they go as far to the left as they can possibly go before they hit oh. the wall. So what do you think about it? I think Gavin Newsom's going to get into this race. Here's the thing. OK. I, I have not met a Californian yet that is a fan of Newsom. Everyone is trying to get out of that state. It is burning. Absolutely burning. Um, I I don't. I really don't. I I don't understand it. You know, are they going for it because he is younger? I don't know. But if they want to meet, you know, if they want to reach any moderate Democrats, you would think that they that they would be educated enough to say, "Oh no, he ain't moderate," because he is. I mean, he is as far left as you could possibly go. And he has, you know, scandals, you know, that everybody knows about. I don't know. I just don't see, I don't see that as an alternative. It's, you know, Joe Biden is a puppet. They, so they are able to use him to get whatever they want passed or, you know, whatever the case may be. I mean, poor guy. He doesn't know where he's going. He doesn't know what he's doing. He won't, you know, he's gotten to a point where he won't, you know, answer any questions, anything like that. I understand that when uh, Gavin was on Hannity. Yeah, that was awesome, right? I have some notes from it. Uh, Yeah. 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 That that was pretty, pretty strong. But I just don't know, you know. And this is why I think it's so voter education is this is a hill I will die on because you I mean, all of these new registered voters from both sides of the aisle. I mean, they truly need to know the candidates that they are going to put their weight behind. And, you know, voting records are are very easy to pull up. Um, I do think this day and age it will be harder because. I mean, just we have so, so much information at our fingertips to say, oh, nope, that's actually wrong. You know, he voted this way, you know, A, B, C or D. I just don't see I do not see that as a wise choice 
at all. Well, you know That's what? I, my opinion. What I find interesting, though, you know, it, and this is what I'm I'm angry about about Ron DeSantis, and I'm going to give. I've had this file oh, that no. I wanted to get through about why I'm angry at Ron DeSantis, and I haven't had time, but now I do, and okay. so and it, so we're going to get into that. But the thing is, uh, you know, the Republicans are, are, are ripping each other apart here in this primary. And the Democrats, even though they're not totally happy with Biden, again, they're more organized. They're lockstep behind their leader. And yep. as a result, even people like Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom, in my opinion, is the Ron DeSantis of the Democrat Party. He's a younger mm -hmm. person. He you know, comes from a big state. Um, he people know who he is. He has great name ID. He's clearly would be the presumptive front runner, but for mm -hmm. Joe Biden. But mm -hmm. does Gavin Newsom get now they say he's running a shadow primary and the idea behind that is we don't know if Biden's going to make it. I understand. Right. This is what we talked about. So if Joe Biden can't make it for some reason, or if the Democrats decide he's too much of a liability, I bet you Gavin Newsom comes charging in. And some people are like, well, how are you going to do that after the primaries? Listen, super delegates and conventions are funny mm -hmm. things. It, things have happened like this in the past. So it's something to keep an eye out. I think he is preparing and I think the Democrats have him on the bench. Um, did you know, by the way, that was Kimberly Guilfoyle was married to him? I did know that. I did not know. Anyway, I found that out tonight. I'm like, what? But um, I did know that. Yeah, well, I didn't know. So that's crazy to me. But anyway, uh, yeah, so it, it's interesting. I think let's see what he does. He certainly is on the bench. And I don't mm -hmm. think anybody can deny that. But let's go no. back to um, the idea of uh, Gavin Newsom being the Ron DeSantis of the Democrat Party, because we have a Ron DeSantis right there in the Republican Party. And, and, you know, you're on Twitter a lot. Twitter is nuts right now with <laughs> Trump. Versus, it is the David. wild West. It is like a civil <laughs> war. And I'm sure everybody yeah. who goes to Twitter sees it. And, he, mm -hmm. and why is that, right? What's so incredibly crazy is we've had Donald Trump, mm -hmm. arguably one of the best presidents in history. The best. He didn't get, yeah. he didn't, wasn't treated fairly. And he was still able to accomplish so much. I've gone through his record a, a million times on this show. I'll continue to go through his record. Everybody remembers. It's hard to remember because life has been so difficult in just the two years of Joe Biden. But you remember your taxes were lower. Your gas was cheaper. Your groceries were abundant and more affordable. The unemployment was, well, you know, it was lower um, mm -hmm. before the pandemic, the pandemic. But everybody's lives was better. The business environment yeah. was better. Everything was better. Nobody was at war. We weren't sending things to Ukraine. Oh, and Gabe, please get that pen clip ready because I'm going to talk about that. Um, mm. You know, things, we weren't sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. We weren't in a proxy war with Russia. We weren't sending delegates to, to Taiwan to prepare for an invasion from China. The, mm -hmm. Iran wasn't on the cusp of a nuclear weapon. North Korea wasn't test firing missiles. There wasn't a war, you know, the, 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 the temperature cooled down between Gaza and Israel. The world was a safer place. Piracy was down. Everything mm -hmm. was better. And there was a, quote unquote, populist revolution streaming across the country. You had mm -hmm. you had Brexit. You had Venezuela elected a non-communist leader. And then, of course, he refused what all communists do. They refused to step down from power. And Trump was trying to get the, the properly elected leader installed. I mean, it was so mm -hmm. much that Trump was doing. Now China's talking about building military bases in Cuba. They're looking to, to invade Taiwan. Obviously, we've talked about what happened in Ukraine. Every The world is going to hell in a handbasket. Energy prices keeps going up. Ga energy, uh, food keeps getting going up. Guys, you mm -hmm. can't forget this. Medications, you can't find them. Like, I don't know how people can't remember what life was like while Trump was president versus when Biden was president. But the idea is Donald Trump was the best president of my lifetime, certainly. And I know that you want to overshadow all of his successes by saying things like, oh, he's a criminal. He was indicted. He had boxes in a bathroom that were spilled out onto the floor. 
but that supposedly were top. That was where top. How do you know what documents are top secret and not top that, secret? You know, okay, that has been my number one argument. People are speculating. Well, this document yeah. that you know it has a nuclear title, and I'm like, have you done the research on this? Because if it has a nuclear title, it could literally be this bomb could explode this many mile right. radius. I'm like, you have no, you have, you cannot speak on this issue. You haven't seen the document. There's only a handful of people that actually have, you know, and, and this, oh, we got them this time. We got them this time. Well, what's happened every other time? Well, oh, exactly. This ain't, this ain't yeah. It. yeah, they overplay their hands every time. And that's mm -hmm. the thing. So remembering how good of a president Donald Trump was. And then you remember the election, and I'm not going to get into the election. I've done, I've done my best <laughs> to avoid the election on this show, and I'm not getting into it today. But then we had an election, and I do air quotes. You can't see them on the radio, but if you're watching yep. live on all of my social media or on the davidpollockshow.com, <laughs> I'm doing air quotes. We had an election, mm -hmm. and uh, then Joe Biden becomes president. Yep. And then, all of a sudden, Trump decides he's going to run. Damn, he always knew. He's running for president oh, yeah. again. And the most and the most popular, one of the best, most successful presidents the Republican Party has ever seen brought voters to the Republican Party that the Republicans never even had hopes to, of attracting. Mm -hmm. Then the governor of Florida goes, and, and look, when Mike Pence jumped into the race and Nikki Haley jumped into the race and all these other people jumped into the race, fine, whatever. You want to make a name for yourself. Nobody expected any of them to win. Nobody expected any of them to poll. They jumped into the race. People were like, ugh, Mike Pence, ugh. Chris Christie. Yeah. They really hate Chris Christie. And I, I gosh, there's so much I want to talk about. Cream. Oh gosh, Chris Christie cream. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. But but you're 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 illustrating my point. Um, but the mm -hmm. thing is, then but Ron DeSantis, we loved Ron DeSantis. He was America's governor. Oh you yeah, know? I would I will be the first one to say that I too was duped. I mean, um I I used to refer to him as Governor Goat. Yeah. Boy, do I regret that because of everything that I've learned and the research that I've done on him yeah. as, you know, as governor, but I will bring your attention to something, David. Sure. So when, you know, when someone throws their weight behind president Trump or president Trump endorses them, what happens? They win. They're, they win. Their star rises. What happens when that same person decides to turn their back on him? They lose. They, well, no, no, no. They're, they're right back in the news, right? They are, they are now in the headlines. Yeah. People are talking. Well, why is this? Why is that? So unfortunately, you know, in some cases, their popularity rises. Well, now you got to back it up. And Rod cannot do that. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, yes. no, it's I mean, but, but what you're saying is what everybody's saying. And, and the interesting mm -hmm. thing is and I got to go to a quick break, but stick around because after the break, we'll mm -hmm. continue to talk about this. But the thing is, um, you know, a lot of people felt betrayed. And, and the reason why they felt That's betrayed exactly so. was because MAGA got him elected. His base of support was MAGA. And then I think it hurt more than Mike Pence because Mike Pence turned their back on turned his back on MAGA during the election. When he, when he certified the election after Trump asked him not to. But so people are already kind of annoyed with him. And, and, and look, we all knew Nikki Haley was going to run and fine. She has ambition, but nobody worried. Tim Scott, we knew he was going to run, whatever. Chris Christie, I don't know what his deal is. But, but the point is, Ron DeSantis, he was, he was one of ours. 
Yeah. And when he turned his back on MAGA, I think that really upset a lot of people. And um, and I want to talk about that, actually, after the break when we get back. And I want to go into my DeSantis file. But I do want to get to some straw polls, too, from a turning point. So anyway, Savvy, stay on the line with you. You're, you're pretty much co-hosting the show today, and we're having a nice time. It. So stick around, guys. It. We will be back right after this break. More to come on The David Pollock Show. Short people got no reason Business owners, are you sick of dealing with those big-name telecommunications companies that leave you frustrated with terrible customer service and then lock you into long-term contracts? That's why I want to introduce you to my friends over at Public Telephone Company. They are an industry-leading VOIP provider offering all-in-one business communication solutions that are completely contract-free with competitive pricing. But perhaps the best part, they're all about supporting their customers with U.S.-based customer service, and they're always willing to go the extra mile. Don't let your phone company drive you mad. Call Public Telephone Company today at 877-314-4080 or visit them at publictelephonecompany.com. That's publictelephonecompany.com. Did you know that every 40 seconds, someone in the United States suffers a stroke? And every three minutes and 14 seconds, someone dies from a stroke. These statistics are staggering. But even more surprising is the fact that stroke can affect people of all ages, with one in seven stroke sufferers being younger than 49. The Scott Cooper Smith Stroke Awareness Foundation is on a mission to spread awareness about stroke in younger individuals. In 2009, Scott Cooper Smith passed away unexpectedly a stroke at just 32 years old, leaving behind a wife and a child. The foundation was started in his memory to connect stroke sufferers with the resources they need to overcome this devastating condition. If you want to help young families struggling with the impact of stroke, consider making a donation to the Scott Cooper Smith Stroke Awareness Foundation. Together, we can make a difference in the lives of those affected by stroke. Visit strokeawarenessfoundation.org to learn more and donate today. That's strokeawarenessfoundation.org. Welcome back to the David Pollock Show. I'm glad there wasn't another song from the Troll soundtrack on there. These are automatically, like, randomly selected. You know, I, I, I tell them the songs I like, and then they're, the rejoiners are there, but I had a, a, you know, I have kids. So the troll soundtrack was something I drew a lot of uh, inspiration from. And in the first <laughs> half of the show, they're all troll soundtrack songs. And then my favorite one, short people. And, uh, you know, for my radio listeners, I'm not six feet tall. So when, uh, when short people comes on, I was getting a little dead and Gabe laughs at me too, but I have more hair, Gabe. Stop laughing at me back there. <laughs> he's really, not laughing at you he's laughing with yeah no he's you. laughing he's with you. yeah you know he doesn't laugh yeah, with me he, he doesn't laugh with me ever so uh <laughs> um, i want to get back to the, the straw poll turning point real quick before we get on this desantis tangent because i do want to get on my desantis day i have this, i'm telling you i've had this folder every show is over before i want it to be and like i have nine minutes and 34 seconds left in this show and i want to talk for another hour but Same. I'm gonna, I was like, uh-uh, no, we need more we uh, need the overtime. I know it, but you know, I need more sponsors if we're gonna be on the radio longer. So, guys, if you want to hear more of the David Pollock show, you better go do business with my sponsors. So just a little note out there. But um, but yeah, so the straw poll, man, there's so much I want to talk about. Gosh, I'm gonna yeah. have to carry this over the next week. The straw poll from Turning Point was so, so interesting. And you That's saw nice. the straw poll, right? 
did. All right. So, of course, the straw poll. And by the way, this is consistent with CPAC. CPAC straw poll back. This was like a long. This was back when the. Trump always wins the straw polls. He's wins DeSantis never beats him in any poll. And I know there's a lot of people, oh, I don't trust the polls. But I mean, look, when Republicans are winning in, tro- in polls, you trust those polls <laughs> because mm-hmm. that never happens. Um, but the straw poll was very interesting. Now, arguably, and I, and I saw what um, Charlie said, he didn't set DeSantis up by inviting him. DeSantis has always been welcome at Turning Point. And I was talking mm-hmm. to, um, to Bill about this on Bill's podcast, Bill Mitchell. I said it makes sense for them not wanting to be in the same place at the same time because DeSantis, you were at that event. That was not a DeSantis-friendly crowd. And I, I no. called it an unofficial poll. There was this cool thing where they had all the presidential candidates, uh, their faces. And if you go to my Twitter, mm-hmm. you'll see it. But there was all these presidential candidates' faces, and you were able to take a sticky note, a Turning Point sticky note, put it on the face and write like a comment. And so for all of Trump's comments, <laughs> I think 99.9% of them, unofficial poll, were all, mm-hmm. we love you, next president, you're great, wonderful stuff. DeSantis, I would say 75% were negative. Like, mm-hmm. traitor, you know, should have waited, like really negative. And Chris Christie's, oh my gosh. people. <laughs> I think Chris Christie, and I actually, I liked Chris Christie back in the day, and I wanted to run for president back in the day before all the controversy. Um, I thought he tro- spoke like a true conservative. I don't know what's up with him these days. Um, but I have, haven't seen a more hated person in, in MAGA than Chris Christie right now, even more than uh, Mike Pence. Um, so, but he had a lot of negative. So it was Chris Christie with the most negative comments. I think Mike Pence had a few. Nikki Haley had a few. Uh, people were pretty nice to Tim Scott. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some people said VP. They really like Ramswamy, and I want to talk about him too in a second. Then there was the other guys. There is somebody I want to talk about Perry Johnson here in a second. Perry who? But yeah, um, exactly. yeah I want to talk about him. But anyway, Donald Trump was clearly the favorite at Turning Point. He's clearly mm-hmm. the favorite at CPAC. Anytime I'm in a, a gathering of conservatives, Donald Trump is always the favorite. And these polls are so interesting. And, I, and I'm, I'm sorry for talking so much, having you on the, on the show. I don't want to cut you off, but You're I got to get to this point. So here's the deal. 85.7% of the people who responded to this poll at Turning Point wanted Donald Trump as their first choice. 85.7%. Now, the second one, I'm going to tell you guys, you're going because you guys are going to be like, Perry who? Perry Johnson got 7.8%. <laughs> now, the only reason why that happened is so you guys know, Perry Johnson was smart. He hired a bunch of people with red t-shirts on that said, Perry who? And yeah. everyone was like, <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> like who is P- Perry who? And then, of course, you know, he was there signing books, but essentially they were trying to get him the poll high enough to get on the debate stage. That was their whole play. So everybody wore these Perry who shirts. And as a result, 7.8% of respondents said he would be the nominee. I think that was just a nod to the, to the Perry who, but you know what? Kudos to them because they were doing what Republicans don't know how to do. And that's have a tremendous ground game. They had a ground game at turning point and they won. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. If I have time, Ron DeSantis got 4.3% Vivek Ramaswamy. Again, you guys would be like, who I'm going to be talking about him a lot more. I'm going to, invite Vivek. He's been invited on the show. Hopefully he'll come on. Then he got 2% and the rest of the people didn't even register. I think Chris Christie got negative. I don't know how that mm-hmm. happened. But so, <laughs> so of course it was a very Trump favorable crowd. Now here's yeah. the interesting part. Presidential nominee, second choice, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't Ron DeSantis. No, it wasn't. So this was, the question was, who is your second pick for president from the GOP primary field? Second pick. Right. So 21 percent of the people picked Donald Trump second. So so obviously those people are like, he's my first, second and third. It's Donald Trump all the way. Ride or die. (laughs) So. So 21 percent of the people would not consider anybody else but one Donald Trump. 
But 51.2%, not Ron DeSantis, not Tim Scott, not even Perry who, not Larry Elder, not Nikki Haley, not Ryan Binkley, not Doug Bergman, whoever that is, not Asa Hutchinson, Governor Hutchinson, who's a very nice guy, um, Mm -hmm. Mike Pence, Chris Christie, again, negative, I don't know how, uh, Will, and I'm kidding, he didn't actually get negative, Will Hurd and Francis Suarez, none of these people got anything near to a point. Mm -mm. 51.2% Vivek Ramaswamy. Right. Ramaswamy has figured out a way, and I'm going to have a whole show on Ramaswamy, I think, sometime soon, because people need to know who he is. He's like, a, he is, what. remember when Ron DeSantis used to be MAGA? Yeah. Ram Swamy is now MAGA because he hasn't turned his back on Trump. He ran alongside Trump. And even though he's running against Trump for the nomination, he hasn't pissed off MAGA. MAGA likes him. 51.2% yeah. of the people there said, yeah, he'd be a good second choice. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at the vice presidential poll. 22.7% wanted him to be vice president. Byron Donalds, who I think is one of the coolest guys in the world. He's an oh, electric yeah. speaker. 24% wanted him to be vice president. And then Carrie Lake at 38, 30.8%. The rumor is Carrie Lake is going to be the pick. We'll see. I like Carrie Lake. I, I, she's from Arizona. It's an important state. I'm not sure I love it um, for a lot of different reasons. Byron Donalds would be my pick because I of think he's electric. Too. Uh, I, I, well, the two Dons on a ticket. Yeah, but I not only that, that exactly. But not yeah, Don and Don, and and Byron Donalds will be on the David Pollock show. We spoke at at Turning Point, just so you guys know. So a preview who will be coming on. We'll ask him about this. But yeah, so I That's thought these straw polls were fascinating. But I want to get to an interesting point here that these straw polls showed. Okay, now by the way, involvement in the war. Now these, like I told you, these are people at every single one, whether it's CPAC, whether it's Turning Point, any event where there's conservatives, they love Donald Trump. It's outside of these events where there's a cluster of conservatives where he seems to have problems, right? But mm-hmm. listen to these issues. 95.8% of the people there did not support involvement in the war in Ukraine. And I, I'm not going to have time to get to that Pence comment, but I really yeah. wish because it was great what Tucker said to Pence. Maybe I can put it up on my social media. Guys, Tucker asked Pence he because Pence was on this warmonger kick. I'm going to send all this money to Ukraine. And, and Tucker's like, why? Don't you care about America? There's like drug epidemic, drug epidemics, homelessness, all those other issues, right? That is my says, problem. Pence says, I don't care about that. I, yeah. I, I got it. How long is that clip, Gabe? Oh, God, I only have two minutes left in the show. Let me see if I can make my point. I'll pull it up. Uh, maybe we'll carry it over for next week. But um, then can I make a point about this straw poll really quick, though. Oh, yes, go ahead quickly. You have to understand, Kerry Lake was campaigning for President Trump in Iowa. She yeah. was not at TV. True. Uh, at True. this event. So she didn't have the captive audience. Ramaswamy was. Yeah. He has great talking points. Yeah. He has conservative magnet talking points. Uh, when you get, I've had him in a space before, but when you press him about policy, that's when he shows weakness. And I think yeah. right now he is a great surrogate for President Trump. Yeah, you're saying that um, on your space. I agree with you. Yes, yes. Um, I don't think he's ready for prime time. I think he needs a lot more uh, like street cred under his belt before yeah. he's ready. But right now he is a he's a good surrogate. Yeah. And he had people to talk to, and he and he's younger, so he energized that base. Certainly. So I think that's why he pulled a little bit higher. Oh yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And, uh, and I'm going to I'm going to land because there's a minute and 30 seconds left on the show. But the point I wanted to make is the RNC and I, I'm going to have to have a show on this next time because what we, guys, we're going to carry this over to the next show, um, this conversation, because I want to talk. I didn't get to my DeSantis file again. Gosh, oh, it just gets goodness. bigger and bigger and bigger. You got to invite uh, me on. that. All right. You're going to have to come back because we have a DeSantis yeah. file to get to. But mm-hmm. I wanted to make this point. 
the straw poll, do you have faith in the RNC's ability to get out the vote in 2024? 65% said no. Do you plan on donating money to the RNC? 77% said no. So what does that show you? The RNC is out of touch with the conservative base of the party. And that is why MAGA is turning their back on Ron DeSantis. That is what's going on, guys. Ron DeSantis is now the face of the RNC, and the conservatives are not. And that's what I want to talk. We're going to have to talk about this next week. Savvy, thank you for being the honorary co-host of the show. Oh, this, David, I had a great time. This is wonderful. This Thanks was so much fun. Me. We'll have to continue this on Twitter on a space or something soon. I'd love it. Well, thank you for being here, guys. We got to go. It was another great show. A lot of interesting things. Um, we are going to have to talk about all these things next week. Eventually, I'll get to my DeSantis file, but we're almost out of time. So stick around. You can always uh, find uh, past episodes, including this one on davidpollockshow.com, our social media everywhere. And of course, we're on the podcast. So thank you for tuning in as always. And uh, thank you for being the best part of our show, our audience. And please go visit my sponsors. David Pollock Show will be back next week. It may be rough going just to do your thing. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. WORL, Orlando. New